live from the Momo Pizzeria and Ristorante Studios at 44th and O. Morning radio for the entire capital city. This is LNK Today with Jack and Friends on the Voice of Lincoln, 1499.3 KLIN. All right, big news over the weekend. A contested GOP primary when it comes to... The first district house race, uh, the announcement on Sunday from State Senator Mike Flood, and uh, had some words to say then, and, and we were like, hey, yeah, we'd, we'd like to talk to him and, and kind of ask him some more questions about his candidacy and, and uh, what he's going to stand for in, in this particular race. So he does join us right now on the Rick Stein Recognition Hotline. Uh, good morning, Senator Flood. How are you doing this morning? Hey, good, Jack. How are you? I'm good. Uh, good. You got a lot going on here between uh, you know uh, what's going on with the legislature and and uh, announcing this uh, this candidacy. Take me through, I guess, kind of what the last few weeks and months as you've been weighing this, not only in terms of looking at the race and the situation uh, with that seat right now, but just kind of personally and you know, obviously, it, uh, it's a major. If you win this thing, going to Washington back and forth, you know, you got family here. There, there's a lot that goes into that. It's a little bit different than going to Lincoln for the legislative session. Tell me a little bit about that process for you. Well, just, you know, I appreciate that. Just by way of background. So I'm, I'm in the same business you are. I have radio and TV stations and um, have grown my business across the state, have over 100 employees. And, you know, last fall, uh, when, they, when the last fiat came down from President Biden, they were talking about, uh, you know, the, making sure people got vaccinated. I was dealing, like we all are, in a situation where we have workforce shortages, or we have, uh, we're having trouble finding positions to, to get to get people filled in those positions. And uh, when all of a sudden I was looking at some of my existing staff and thinking they weren't going to be sticking around if this all went through, I thought, my goodness, we got to get the government out of out of business. Uh, this is difficult enough in the pandemic. And and God knows, um, I got vaccinated. I understand the value of it, but not everybody uh, wants to be dictated to. Uh, when it comes to their personal health care decisions. So I started thinking about it then, and obviously at the same time, uh, our congressman, uh, Jeff Fortenberry, uh, had been indicted uh, with three felonies um, out in California, and it, it just became obvious to me that if his attention is focused on dealing with this out-of-state environment with these prosecutors uh, in a courtroom in California, He's not going to have the time to be campaigning across the first district of Nebraska. And I think that puts the seat at risk. Uh, if our goal is to retake the House, if our goal is to uh, fire Nancy Pelosi, then we need to be really serious about who the Republican nominee is for Congress. And I believe that uh, with my record in the legislature, having been Speaker for six years and served for eight prior, and now I'm back representing the Norfolk area in the legislature, I have the experience in the legislature. I like the legislative environment. I can bring people together. But more than anything, um, I want to be a voice for the 1st Congressional District. I want to be a voice for the city of Lincoln. Uh, this town has so much going for it. And with a, with a new bit of energy in Washington, I think I can do great things for the 1st Congressional District. And so over the weekend, I made that announcement. And I've, I've just been amazed at the outpouring of support that I've received from places like Stanton and David City and Osceola and right here in the city of Lincoln. Is is it fair or not to say that but for the ongoing criminal proceedings against Congressman Fortenberry that you you mentioned that this isn't a race you would have thrown your hat into or were you was this something you were thinking about anyway? 
Now, I think that's a fair statement at the at the onset. The other thing is uh, that I have I have a lot of new fresh energy. You know, I I do have a business that is doing well, and I have everything set there to be able to keep that going. I'm at a point in my career where I'm ready to engage full time. I'm ready to pour my energy into uh, my public service and do it at a level where. I can really be a voice for the broader area. You know, this is a big district with a lot of people in it. It spans from Lincoln all the way to Starpy County, all the way up to Norfolk. You know, my wife's from Columbus. She graduated from Columbus SCOTUS. I'm from Norfolk. So, you know, I really feel like I understand this district. You know, I went to law school here. I've served in the legislature here for nine years now. I feel like I really do understand what people in the city of Lincoln are focused on and, and the priorities uh, that they have that we have in, in Washington. By the way, I made that drive to Columbus on Friday night for a basketball game. That's not a that's not a pleasant drive from Lincoln, even when it's beautiful weather out. But when the snow's blowing across the uh, highway, it's it's even worse. But but uh, tell your wife there's I mean, like 15 ways to go from Lincoln. I, to I asked I asked my friends who are from Columbus. I was like, how? What is the best way? And they told me. And then my wife put it in the Google Maps, and it gave me like every app has a different way. Once and for all, if you could get her to just jot me down the very best way and like text it to me, I'd appreciate that. That would be very it's helpful. It's kind of like playing Frogger. I mean, everybody it's has ridiculous. a different way to get to the end. It's ridiculous. Um, I, I, you know, it doesn't, uh, Senator, it doesn't take a rock sign to see why you and others would think it makes sense to have a candidate that isn't litigating a federal indictment represent Nebraska GOP in this race. I mean, I, I think that's pretty clear. It makes sense. But beyond that, Congressman Fortenberry is a long record in the House. I'm sure you're well aware of. Do you see yourself as having any relevant departures from him on on uh, policy or, or how, how you do the job? Well, you know, I think uh, I respect the service of uh, Congressman Fortenberry. And um, I really think this is about, you know, where his attention is right now and where it should be as he deals with something that's pretty serious uh, in California. Um, you know, one of the things that I would say that I bring to this, and um, it's really my background, in addition to uh, being a broadcaster, I'm also an, an attorney that worked in general practice. And so when it comes to advocacy and the ability to uh, go to bat uh, on complex, complicated issues, I think that's uh, a plus that I have. The other thing I think that's important is I've made a payroll since I was 24 years old. I know that uh, <laughs> I know how to run a business, and I know how important it is uh, to take care of your employees, to treat them well, and uh, to make sure that we have an environment where businesses can thrive. And I think that business experience, combined with my ability and and prior experience in general practice and advocacy, convincing others, influencing others, working inside a system to become a leader in the United States House of Representatives and deliver for the first district. You know, I'm, I'm committed to this for the long term, and I want to see it happen. So, yeah, I think there are some differences. Uh, I think that, uh, you know, he's been there 18 years. Uh, I would be a fresh start. I've got a lot of energy, and when I decide to do something, I put myself a thousand percent into it, and that's what I intend to do here. Uh, in, in the scenario where, and, and I don't know what's going to happen, you, you may have a better idea than me exactly what the litigation in, in California that's going on, if, if he's somehow acquitted before the the uh, the primary actually happens, is it your plan to stay in, in this no matter what? Well, I decided to run for it for all the right reasons. I, I want to serve. I want to be a voice for the 1st Congressional District. I'm I'm not plan B. I am uh, planning to win. And here's the deal. 
I'm going to work as hard as I need to work to win in May, and then I will win in November. I will work hard to win in November. And um, at the end of the day, that's what I think uh, in a Republican primary. Uh, we have to make sure that we have a Republican in Congress. And at the end of the day, I feel I can be very successful in November and uh, begin serving the 1st Congressional District in January. So um, whatever happens there is secondary to my interest in being in the House and running for this office. By the way, as an aside, when you're campaigning in Lincoln as an attorney-turned-broadcaster, I may have unfairly impacted the perception of that I career know. choice I here. I was so- going to bring that up. I was going to bring that up. <laughs> you know, you and I both chose the right side of the line on that deal, uh, landing on broadcast. <laughs> I agree. Listen, I'm wearing a baseball cap right now, and I bet you're not, but uh, I'll tell you what, that's been the most amazing. I, those suits are rarely used for me. You're going to have to use yours still a lot more. So, But nonetheless, nonetheless, hey, hey, Senator, I know I know voting rights are on the docket today in the Senate in D.C. Uh, if you win the, the seat in the House, the 2024 presidential election, how it's carried out is going to be something you're going to spend a lot of time discussing and perhaps legislating, and, and frankly, it's a pretty foundational issue to, to the country. And so you're going to get this question. Is it your belief that Joe Biden did actually win the 2020 election? Listen, I trust the results in Nebraska. I know that what we reported uh, is accurate. I, uh, I have all the confidence in the world in, State Secret- in Secretary of State Bob Evnen. But that being said, I am for common sense uh, approaches like voter ID. I don't think it's too much to ask somebody to show an identification when they vote. I've been for that. I signed a petition. Uh, I'm going to advocate for that. I do not agree with the federal government essentially federalizing state elections. I think that is the last thing we need. And so, you know, and this, this is important to a lot of people. I think that at the end of the day, we have to, uh, we have to move forward. We have to uh, focus on taking back the House uh, this year, and obviously, we'd like to see a Republican president in twenty four. Well, okay, and, uh, and and you know this, but I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna push you on this though because that you're gonna get asked this question on the trail all of the all of the time by people who feel different ways about it. Do you? I mean, do you have? Uh, I mean, I see the bumper stickers all over the place. Trump won that that those sorts of things, and and those are going to be some of your potential voters. Do, do you have an opinion on that? Do you do do you believe that the right outcome was in the last 2020 election? Because that'll be foundational. I believe that Joe Biden is the president of the United States. I believe that uh, we need to focus on 2024, and we need to make sure that our elections in Nebraska are fair and that they are the results are accurate, and we need to pass common-sense reforms like voter ID. Senator, State Senator Mike Flood joining us right now, candidate for the U.S. House. Speaking of, uh, of Biden, I don't know, it's going to be an interesting, you know, if the Republicans have the majority in the House and, and you were in that, there'll be kind of an interesting question. Do you do you work with Biden on on some of these things where you do have some level of agreement? I think you said you, you would not have voted for the infrastructure bill. How do you kind of philosophically take a look at that? You have been someone who has, who has in your legislative career, I would say, uh, worked, worked across the aisle to some degree. Is that possible? Uh, if if you get in there and 2023, 2024, uh, there, uh, Biden is still president, but you have a Republican majority in the House. Well, I think when you have a Republican majority in the House, there's going to be a, uh, a, ref- uh, a wonderful check on the process. And that's when I think, you know, when our founding founders put this together, they wanted it to be hard to pass laws to, be, to make sure that they you know, were in the best interest of the country. And I think with a Republican majority in the House, 
uh, representing the first congressional district, I'll be in a position uh, to work with the House leadership and uh, obviously the Senate and, and the executive branch to do what we think is best. And, you know, at the end of the day, in the legislature, I do have a reputation for getting things done. Uh, in 2011, I put forward a bill that uh, essentially stopped abortions at 20 weeks under the uh, Fetal Pain Act, and, and I got 44 votes to pass that. And remember, the legislature had a lot fewer Republicans than 44. And I think that demonstrates that, you know, I can work with uh, both parties. I can uh, advocate for what I'm working on and, uh, you know, ask, ask friends of mine in Lincoln what I'd like to work with. Uh, Kathy Campbell is a, a wonderful colleague of mine and somebody who has a real reputation for uh, getting things done. Her and I worked fabulously together, have great respect for each other. She's, she's a model legislator. Uh, one of the benefits of being in Nebraska is I've worked with just a lot of really great people, a lot of top leaders from the city of Lincoln. Uh, and, you know, one of the, when, when Chris Beitler was mayor, uh, one of the bills I passed allowed a different construction method for the Pinnacle Bank Arena, and it saved Lincoln taxpayers a ton of money. Mm-hmm. And uh, I know that Mayor Beitler really appreciated it. And, you know, so I can work and do work and pride myself on being effective and getting things done. And uh, I don't worry as much <laughs> about, uh, I don't know, political victories as I worry about uh, making sure that I make forward progress. I want to be part of something where things happen. And um, I think that's that's the most exciting part of, of what I'm doing. And I want to influence the whole generation of young people to say, hey, I want to get involved in public service. And I'm hoping that this campaign will do that. Well, it's a, you know, it's interesting, Senator, because I've been I've been doing this show for like 16 years and. Honestly, I've made it less politics heavy significantly than it used to be because I, I can't stand it anymore. Um, I, I, you know, and I, I, it, that's uh, for a variety of reasons. But when when you're running for when you're running for a major office like this for the House, and I think the legislature is a little bit different. I, I talk more about local stuff. But what do you make of like where the country is in the division? Of course, you're going to advocate for the things you believe, and you're going to say the things that are right for you to get elected. But how do we? How do things just get better when it this sort of thing? I don't. We don't just hate this world so much now. You know what inspires me, and I'm just going to go back a little bit. When I was first in the legislature, uh, Omaha had built what is now the Century Link. That's not Century Link. What CHI. Is it CHI. It's got like 14 yeah, names. Those sponsorships yeah, yeah, change. Yeah, yeah. You would know a lot about that. <laughs> and, you know, I, I'm just using this as an example of something that gets me really excited about public service. And Lincoln had the vision 2015. Do you remember that? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I was on. I went and interviewed those panels about it. Yeah. And I saw major change come to Lincoln. It wasn't just the Pinnacle Bank Arena. It was everything. It was the Haymarket. It yep. was the development. It was dealing with the railroad. It was, you know, it was Haymarket Park and all of this just exciting change. And now I look at what Lincoln's doing with these startups down there and, you know, everything that's happening and the growth of these startup companies. I've served on Invest Nebraska, which, which makes sure that startup companies have the capital they need to take a risk and to go. And I'm trying to do the same thing in my hometown of Norfolk. And uh, I'm seeing the kind of progress there that Lincoln saw, you know, 15, 10 years ago, the, the excitement of changing one person at a time. And I think when you put yourself in a position to serve, whether it's your mayor or uh, legislature or Congress, you can be a change agent for things like that. 
And at the end of the day, that's really what inspires me. You know, like, to your point, we can talk about the politics all day long. And, yes, there are huge differences between uh, the parties, and there are huge differences you know, philosophically between different people, regardless of the party. But when you put yourself in a leadership position to get something done, to be part of changing something, you know, Lincoln is this engine that, that I see, you know, with a flagship university, with, with all the things happening. I worked with uh, Chancellor Perlman and uh, J.B. Milliken to get the innovation campus going when I was Speaker of the Legislature. That's really still in its infancy and has a long way to go to, to, to meet and achieve yeah. all of the goals we want, but it's going in the right direction. Putting up a hotel those there. Are the yeah. Things that, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But, but I want to be part of those things. And I think when you're uh, serving this area in Congress, uh, you can be a change agent. And not just for, uh, you know, obviously advocating for federal money, but for sitting at the table with local leaders and saying, how could we get this done? And that's what I did in the legislature, and that's what I want to do in Congress. All right, State Senator Mike Flood joining us. I'm out of time. A lot more to talk about. Uh, I think we'll get some chances to do that over the coming weeks and months. Do appreciate your time. And, uh, oh, by the way, I need to get one of those mustard yellow News Channel Nebraska sports jackets. Uh, they are sharp. So I'm, I'm looking like to get that. I, I, very, I thought I, they would. I, I thought they would hate it, and uh, I found out that the sports guys loved no, it. And no, the they're guys. ugly, but in a good way. That's the only thing. And when I uh, did a couple of games, I was very sad I didn't have one. So uh, I'm going to work on that. Thank you very much, Senator. I appreciate it. We'll talk to you again soon. Thanks, Jack. Okay, Senator, State Senator, that is Mike Flood running for House. 827, take a break. Go on, KLIN. Want today's top news stories? Top Husker stories? You can get them sent straight to your inbox every afternoon. Just sign up for the daily for free at KLIN.com.